like to dedicate our class today to a young couple getting married today, uh, Elio Moji, and uh, good friends. Good fr- yeah. I'll see you. Eli Moji and Yudit Shayestav, Shatev Mutzlachas, Binya Diyad, Machayim. Machayim, Machayim, sounds closer on it. I don't know if there is that. There are. Were you involved also? We're on camera right now. No, it wasn't. I wasn't all the truth. No, no, not me. Anyways, um, the first year of marriage is, on the one hand, it's an easier year than other years of marriage because there's all the excitement and there's a fresh new start. You're still in love. On the other hand, the first year of marriage could also be the hardest year of marriage, and it is the hardest year of marriage because you're just getting used to each other. You have no idea, like. You don't know how to. You don't even know like how to start because you're not used to each other. And there's something that is true in the first year of marriage that people don't discover. Sometimes in a lifetime, and it's really tragic because this this tip that we're going to share today is the number one tip that will help you in any situation to um, to get it right, do, to do things right. And uh, unfortunately, uh, people don't think about making things better until uh, things have gotten beyond repair. So, um, but it's something that people don't think about this word when it comes to marriage necessarily, but it's really the number one word to think about it. And and as we uh, continue, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. But before we get there, keep it in suspense. Okay. So, this coming Shabbat, we have a meeting of two two, uh, stars. This coming Shabbat is called Shabbat Nachamu, the Shabbat of Comfort. And it's also the Shabbat, the holiday of the Chamisha Asr, of the 15th day of Av. And usually these two, uh, two special days don't always, um, they don't always come on the same day. This Shabbat is unique. We have both of these special events happening on the same day. And... What is this holiday, the 15th of Av? The Talmud says this is like the greatest holiday Jewish people ever had. This is a holiday, the Talmud says, when the daughters of Jerusalem, Amen. The daughters of Jerusalem would go out and they would wear white clothing and they would try to meet people and it's considered the, the greatest holiday Jewish people ever had and uh, they would go out in the fields, they go out and, and dance in the fields and in, in circles and the boys would go out to meet them, and this happened twice a year in the 15th day of Av and Yom Kippur. So the question is, number one... So this is the week you're supposed to look for your girl? Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you don't find her this week, I'll try, try next week also. It's a mitzvah to look for a wife like it's a, like looking for a lost object. You just said now and Yom Kippur. I'm saying there's a special blessing at this time of the year. Mm. Uh, the reason why there's a special blessing at this time of the year... Um, is because this time, this 15th day of Av is a time of reconciliation between God and the Jewish people. God is compared to a groom. We're compared to a bride. And so the 9th of Av is compared to a time of estrangement between a husband and wife. And the 15th of Av is compared to a time of reconciliation between a husband and wife because God is the first husband and we're the first wife. And so everything that happens in the world stems from the, the energy of, of, of God's connection to, to the Jewish people. So the 15th day of the month, every month, is a time when there's a full light of the moon, and it's also the time when there's a full light to the Jewish people, because we 
mark our calendar according to the moon, just like the moon receives from the sun, we receive a light from God, so the kind of light that's in the moon reflects a kind of light that we have in ourselves and our people. That's why every holiday is associated with the 15th day. 15th day of Nisan is Passover, 15th day of, Suk- of, of Tishrei is Sukkot. So, but the Talmud says there is no greater 15th, no greater holiday period than the 15th of Av. The question is why? What happened on that day? 15th of August? Of Av, oh, Av, okay. Av, Av. The Jewish month of Av, which is this coming Shabbat. I, we have, we have a, a, a suggestion. Go ahead, Eli. I got married on that day, so... Okay. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. So, so, so the question is, what about it? So, so the answer is that usually the full moon does represent the light of the Jewish people, but this month the full moon is even greater than any other month. Why? Because this is the elevation after the descent. This is the ascent after the descent. The moon gets waxes and wanes, gets smaller and, and bigger. The moon's fullness on the 15th of Av is, is represents the full light of the Jewish people, not just our full light in any other month which also you know, in, in, it expresses itself in different ways and Passover expresses itself in our faith in God on the holiday of Sugot expresses itself in our joy with God, but the most joyous time is this, is this Shabbat because it represents how God brings us back how God comes closer to, to us and that's the reason why it's a time when people can find their, their mate at this time, because it's just like God is, is bringing the Jewish people back to him, so too it's a, a, a person who is looking for his mate, is a, like he's emanating from, he draws his energy from God, reaching out to the Jewish people. That's also why Yom Kippur is a time for finding your mate. Why? Because Yom Kippur is a time also when God forgives the Jewish people. But the question is like this. We know when you walk into a synagogue, there's a mechitza. There's a separation between men and women. So we always do things in a very modest way. So why is it that all rules are off on the 15th of Av, the, the women go out and they, and, they, and they go out in the fields and they wear white. Why, it's so immodest. Couldn't there be an easier way to find a mate? And why, why is this done in this unusual way? So Let's go, go to this week's Torah portion. We'll get some insight a little bit more about, about this day. Moses begins this Torah portion. And he says, I begged God at that time. He doesn't say what time it was. Moses said, I begged God at that time. What did Moses beg God? What did Moses want? Anyone know what Moses wanted? Don't have everybody answer at once. Moses said, I begged God at that time. What was Moses begging God? And what time was it? Going to Israel. What time was it? So Moses said, I begged God at that time. Anyone know what time that was? Forty years after they left the desert. It was the 15th day of Av. The 15th day of Av, after the Jewish people conquered the lands of Sichon and Og, which are on the other side of the Jordan, which is part of Israel, technically, because the Talmud says that the, the both sides of Jordan are altogether one land of Israel. And therefore, all the laws that apply to produce in Israel applies across the Jordan as well. So Moses asks God on the 15th day of Av, please let me into Israel. So this Shabbat, we're reading the story that happened on that day. Moses asks God to enter Israel on the 15th day of Av, God forgive me, I, I want to enter the land of Israel, let me, come, let, let me come to the land of Israel. Because Moses had already walked on Israeli soil, Moses said, hey, I've been allowed to go to this part of Israel, maybe the decree that God gave has been rescinded, maybe I'm allowed to go into all of Israel. That's one reason why Moses thought it was worth praying to God at that time. Another reason is also 
Something very peculiar happened every single year on the, fifth, on the ninth of Av, throughout the 40 years we were in the desert. Whenever uh, the ninth of Av came, everyone dug a grave for themselves. And they would lie down in their grave. You know about this, Hush? You heard about this? They would lie down in their grave every single ninth of Av, because that was the day when God said that you will not be allowed to enter the land of Israel. On ninth of Av, because you didn't believe that I could bring you to Israel, it went about two weeks ago, remember? God said, because you didn't believe in me, therefore you're not going to go into the land of Israel. Your children will go instead. That was the ninth of Av, that fast that we spoke about. Yeah. So, last Sunday. Last, yeah, exactly. So, so um, every year on that day, people would go into their grave and lie down and not know if they're going to wake up the next morning because they knew that people, were, that everyone's going to die in those 40 years that they're wandering around the desert. They didn't know what day it was and, and many people died on the ninth of Av on the anniversary of the day when God made that decree. On the 40th year of the Jewish people's journey in the desert, people went into their grave, and this time not one person died. So everyone was like, what happened? So maybe we miscalculated. Maybe it wasn't really the ninth of Av. Maybe it was the 6th or 7th or 8th of Av. Who knows? Let's try this again tonight. And so everyone goes back into their grave the next night, and they wake up again the next morning, and again the next morning, and again the next morning. And finally, when they came to the 15th day of Av, they saw the full moon, the 15th of Av, they know it cannot be that, that it's still before the 9th of Av. Looking at the 15th of Av, they realized that the decree of God was over and everyone was allowed to enter Israel. So Moses said, looking out, everyone rose. Everyone's, Moses saw that God forgave the Jewish people for the sin of not believing in Him. Moses said, okay, maybe my sin's forgiven too. Maybe I could also enter Israel. Why, why is it that everyone else could, maybe, maybe God changed the rules for me too. Maybe I, He said I can't go into Israel, but you know, maybe the, things have changed. It's an interesting thing. The word Vetchanan is an American equivalent to, anybody know? Begging. Sorry? Begging. My question was the, the number. The number. You know what number of Vetchanan? 515. So the Talmud says there's 515 prayers and Moses said from, uh, to ask God to enter Israel. So the Yeshua says something amazing. If you count the days from 15th of Av until the day that Moses passed, there are 515 prayers, the Moses said, because there are 200 days from the 15th of Av until the 7th of Adar, the day Moses passed away. And every day we say three prayers. And if you take out the 28 days of Shabbat, because on Shabbat you don't ask for your needs either. So, so you don't ask for your needs on Shabbat, only during the weekday. So it comes out there's 515 prayers that Moses gave God from that day until the day he, until the day he passed away. He Yes. So you can't ask for anything on, on Shabbat? I always pray in front of the ark and I ask for things. So it's not counting? Why not coming through? Okay. Um, in front of the ark, we do say, may God fulfill the, the request of my heart. And everyone has some things that they're in their heart. So we do ask for, we also say, God give us your goodness. Okay. But we don't ask specifically on Shabbat for all the things we ask for on the weekday. We don't say heal us on Shabbat. We don't say... Um, uh, you know, you, know, you do refuah shomer on Shabbat. We do it in a different way. We say the words Shabbat himi lezok or fukrov lav. We say we're not allowed to cry because it's Shabbat. We're not allowed to scream because it's Shabbat. But may the may the may the healing come. Instead that's of why, that's why they won't have the same mincha and the same uh, right, same prayers, not the same prayers. Yeah. You, because you don't ask nothing on Shabbat. Right. There, there are eight. There are nineteen prayer blessings we just said in mincha. On Shabbat, we have, I think, seven blessings in the in the uh, in Lachash. We don't take all those requests, aren't there? But I think Sas is right in that yeah. we, we we ask, just not with the, our, our in the same words. 
We don't, we don't express our, we say God for the request of my heart, but we don't say, actually express, give us intelligence, give us healing. We don't say those words. Oh, uh, 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 very good, very good, very good. So, 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 so there are those who ask that question, they are sure not so simple, and also ask, ask another question. The question you ask also is, the last day Moses passed away was Shabbat itself. And so, so we have to count those two prayers of Shabbat itself because Moses, the way the Yeshua calculates it is he counts it from the morning of the 15th of Av when God would speak to him until the afternoon of the, of, of the 7th of Adar. You have to say it means the 6th of Adar. And it's, it's not so simple he how... It's Friday night or Saturday? Moses passed away on, on Shabbat. Friday night or Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. So, so the, the, you have to say that according to the Yeshua that the requests on the holidays are different than, than requests on Shabbat, and they are counted as requests. We do make requests on Shabbat also, but the question is, what are the classification of those requests? So it could be that, first of all, Moses' request was unique. It was to, like, may I go into enter Israel? So that request, you could say that that request was allowed on Chag, not on Shabbat, but I, 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 have, uh, I have the same uh, uh, question as you. I don't, I don't, I don't think it, it's, it's, it's so smooth. The extension of Yeshua definitely tells you Tells you there's something deeper over here. It, it, it tells you it's, it, it's fascinating. You see the truth of Torah. The Talmud, Talmud says that Moses kept on requesting 515 times. You count as 515 prayers. It's just amazing. Anyway, so um, so a question again was why do this do this thing of going out in the fields and whatever? What, what does that mean? So the answer is that this stopped after the temple was destroyed. The day of the 15th of Av, the day of reconciliation of God and the Jewish people, is not just the day when God reconciles with us, it's the day when we fix and we transform all the negativity of the 9th of Av. Why was the temple destroyed? It was destroyed because of senseless hatred. So the day of the 15th of Av, the sage is established to be a day of love. They have, in Israel, they call it Valentine's Day, Lahavdil. It's not really Valentine's Day, but it is the day of Avat Yisrael, the day of love for the Jewish So. Yeah, okay. And it's, and it's, and it's, I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. I I didn't live in Israel. That's what someone told me. Okay. And Tubab is in the summertime, isn't it? Okay. So 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 imagine, Sasha, you're going on a date. You're going on a date in Yom Kippur. What kind of dating going on Yom Kippur? And why on Yom Kippur of all days? We, we this interesting thing we do on Yom Kippur also. On Yom Kippur, we say a special Torah reading about not marrying your mother, not marrying your sister. Who wants to marry their mother and their sister? Only someone very low. On the holiest, highest day of the year, we say don't marry your mother and your sister. So the simple reason is, the simple reason is because on the day of Yom Kippur, the day of Yom Kippur, since there is such holiness on that day, you may forget about the lower parts of yourself. So the Torah says, I want you to know now you're flying high, I want, take this inspiration now and let this direct the rest of you. It shouldn't just be a high and holy thing. There's another reason. The Jewish daughters would specifically dress up on Yom Kippur more than any other day because they had to go out in the field to meet somebody. So that's because they were, they were dressed up on that day. That's what the Torah has to caution us and say to, to be, keep things in check. But this custom was established for who? It was established for, the, for, the, for people who had a hard time finding their mate. The, this, this holiday, this, this, this custom began, they should go out... Why? Because it's a time of Avat Yisrael, time to forget those who, got, who, who get overlooked. That's why the way, the way this was done was, where did they get the white clothing from? Where did they get the white dresses? They didn't call David and ask him to make a special run of dresses. What they did was, the Kohen Gadol, the, the daughter of the Kohen Gadol, who is the, uh, the highest echelon of prestige in the Jewish people, 
she would ask the girl that was next level of prestige under her. And everyone would go to the, to the, to the lower level of society to borrow a white dress. Why? It's not to embarrass anybody who doesn't have a white dress. And also, because this was a day of love where all the separation, all the differences were forgotten. And that's the reason why uh, this, um, this custom was done specifically in the 15th of Av, because it, it, the sages said we have to transform the 9th of Av, we have to transform the negativity of the hatred, and how we do this by this, making this day of, of love and closeness. There is a... Um, So, so, um, Sasha, leave it where you're going. We, have, we got five minutes to let you go, Kusas, okay? So, um, another thing that was done in this day was they stopped chopping wood for the altar. Why they stopped chopping wood for the altar? They stopped chopping wood for the altar because the, since the sun starts losing its, its it doesn't get sun as hot after that day and on, so the, wor- the wood gets wormier. And since it's a wood gets wormier, you can't use that wood for the temple. So where do they get the wood from? People would donate wood six months in advance to, to be able to be used all the way to the month of Nisan, which is a very famous month in the Parsikar family. Okay. They would use that wood all the day from the day of the 9th of Av till, till 15th of Av till the month of Nisan. People donated wood. Why would people donate wood? Think about it. Would you give wood for a low life? So she should be, uh, let, me hop, let me hop out a low life who made a mistake. You, it's not easy, right? You think, I, I'm going to give my wood to help this low life who made a mistake. He made his own mistake. He, did it, he wants to go to God for atonement. Let him buy his own sacrifice. No one did that. They gave lumber as a gift so that from the 15th of Avon on, people should be able to have wood and the owner should have to go and, and figure stuff out. It was donated from the 15th of Avon from six months in advance. So, getting back to our, um, our question over here about the uh, 15th of Avon in, 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 in one sentence. This is the time when the do- okay, sorry about that. Uh, this is the time when the tribe of Benjamin was allowed to marry all the other tribes. There was a decree because the tribe of Benjamin did something so horrible they weren't allowed to marry anyone else. But the sage says this is the fifteenth of Av. They abolished that separation, the tribe of Benjamin, on this day, the fifteenth of Av, because what is this day about? It's about beginning anew, making a fresh start. That's actually the, the Hebrew words. Hamisha Aser Ba'av is numerically equivalent to Tiva Tova, which means to be written and sealed for a good year. We start wishing each other a good year from the 15th day of Av and on because that's the time when the new beginning starts. We make a new beginning with each other and we start over. This is also the, what I wanted to say before about the number one word that people need to pay attention to uh, when, they, when they get married. The, um, I, I just I forgot to mention, the reason this, this custom stopped after, after the temple was destroyed because people weren't as holy as they were before. And therefore, this custom could have led to, to people making mistakes in, in laws of modesty. But time for the temple, they, they specifically put this thing in to help old... Not, it wasn't to make regular matches. It was to help the old maids, to help people having a hard time finding someone. So they made this, this is a day we have to think about people. So they made a special day to let all the, the rules go down so even though there were challenges because of it, but it was worth it for these challenges to happen, at least there should be more matches between, between Jewish boys and Jewish girls. So, this, the, so it still exists in a different way. How does it exist in a different way? You have to think about the woman in your life and the man in your life, and you have to remember the one word. The one, number one tip 
that you need to pay attention to as a, as a married person is the following. It used to be a custom when someone would get married, they would ask them the following question. You know the question I ask? Matzah or motza? What, what, what does that question mean? Matzah or motza? What are we talking about? Did you find where you found? There's two verses in the Torah. One verse says, you found a woman, you found goodness. Another verse says, I have found a woman to be more bitter than death. So which one is it? Is it more bitter than death? Or is it goodness? Which one is it? So King Solomon said this. So you might say King Solomon said this because he married many people. He had a thousand women. One of them was good. The other one were... <laughs> that's a joke. Or you might say King Solomon had different times in his life. You know, when he was younger, he had one opinion. It's not the real, real truth. The real truth is like this. It depends. The question they would ask someone was Mozart and Matzah, they would say to him, why are you... They weren't asking what kind of wife he had. They were asking, what is your mindset going into this thing? You know, growing up in a yeshiva, they don't tell you what marriage is about. Growing up in a college, they don't tell you what marriage is about. Growing up in any kind of educational setting, there's no talk about what marriage is. And you ask anybody, if we all go to any yeshiva, say, what's marriage about? You know what they would say? They would say, there's a financial responsibility, there's a, there, there are all kinds of responsibilities you have to each other. There's one more word before, it goes all before all these responsibilities. Before all these responsibilities, something else. The Torah says there's three responsibilities a husband has to his wife. One is to provide her with clothing. The other is to provide her with food. And what's the third one? Physical intimacy. With physical intimacy, the Torah uses the word physical intimacy. The Torah uses the word ona. Ona literally means her time. But the, the reason the Torah uses other words for time. The reason the Torah uses this word, the word ona, is because ona says the Tzemach Tzedek, ona is a word we use in our prayers. Ona means we say, God answer us on the day that we call. The number one word that you want to have in a marriage, ona. Ona. Ona means to answer. The ona means to be in tune with the other person and to see the world through their eyes. That's what ona means. Ma'ane. Okay. To respond. To respond. Kavod. Kavod. The word I wanted to say was kavod. The word I want to say is... It's more than that. It's not just. It's, it's, I'll tell you what, I mean, what it means more than. Absolutely. Uh, that's. The, it's, it's, it's not just. It's not just what you're going to do before you do all the responsibilities of the clothing and the food and before all that. There's something else. What is that? The, the, the first thing is is that you are in tune with the other person and you see the world through their eyes and you think about them. That's the number one thing that you act. The person feels. Why do people get married? They get married because they want to get bigger. They want to go into a marriage and, and, and become greater than they were before. They want to walk into that home and say, someone thinks about me and esteems me and values me. That's what they're looking for when they walk into that home. They think, ah, I'm going to the place where someone cares about me. Someone, what I think, what I feel. There's this guy who was one of the most famous therapists. Uh, his name is uh, John uh, Gottesman, I think his name is. He's, John the Therapist. John the Therapist. They say... He, they say that his, he, could, he, he did many, many um, studies about marriage. He says he could figure out, by having a conversation with, with the couple, right away if their marriage will last or not. And those who have studied him say that 99% of the time, 90% of the time, excuse me, he's right. He, he did the following experiment. He watched couples with, with, uh, going out and talking to each other. And just for, he observed them and he right away predicted they will or they won't last. What, what did he notice? What was the thing that he said? The wife says, tells the husband, you see that bird? 
And the, the way the husband responds, you could tell if the marriage will last. Why? It's a dumb, it's, it's, not, it's a foolish question. You see the bird. Who cares about the bird? I have things to do. Yo, you know, I'm making sales. You know, what, 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 the idea of, do you see that bird means, are you interested in what the other person is interested in? That's the meaning of kavod, meaning of respect. Respect means that the other person's interests, which aren't your interests, that you pay attention to them. That's, that's the meaning of the, the Talmud's question, motza or matza. Look at the Hebrew words. Motza ani or matza isha. The first expression is, I find myself. Some people are looking to go into marriage because they're just trying to make themselves, as I said before, they make, make themselves greater. And they don't think about the other person, why they're going into marriage. And therefore, it, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to tear. Motza ani, I'm looking for me. But matza isha, matza tov. If you look at the other person and you feel the other person, it doesn't matter what your mood is like right, right now. It doesn't matter anything. doesn't matter. And there's a lot of challenges in marriage, a lot of things you know, that, that can tear a couple apart. But what holds it all together is the kavod, is the respect that you, that you actually value how the other person feels. And you think about them. That's the meaning of the Torah's word, ona. Ona means, as we say to God, we say, God, answer us, they recall. What are we really saying to God? We're saying, God, pay attention to me. Pay attention to how I feel. Pay attention to what I'm worried about, what I think about. So this is the holiday of love. It's a holiday of love for your spouse. A husband to a wife and a wife to a husband. You, know, you wanted me to mention the wife to a husband part. Yes, go ahead. Uh, you're going to say, so since we're God's wife, he owes us money, shelter, and... Uh, absolutely. Go that's absolutely. That's, that's through Torah. Torah study brings intimacy between a Jew and Hashem. So, the bottom line is, this is the holiday of Avat Yisrael, holiday of love, and what's your number one person you have to have Avat Yisrael for? The number one person to have Avat Yisrael for is your spouse. You have to love every Jew. But the number one person, where is, where is your litmus test to know if you're having more, have enough Avat Yisrael or not? Where does it start? The first person you have to have for, the, the, the most attention for, is your spouse. So you have to love everyone. The, the Torah says love every Jew. But the number one person that gives, you have to give all your love to is your spouse. That's, so it's, it's a holiday, we don't go out in the field anymore, but you have to, go, you have to make the, the person in your life dance. You make the person you have want to dance. What, what make her want to dance? When she feels that she's number one in your eyes. So Hashem should help make us, all of us dance and bring the coming of Mashiach. We could light, the light of 15th of Av is the light of Mashiach. One more thing I want to mention, which I forgot to mention. From the 15th of Av and on, it says if you add Torah to your day, to your night actually, from the 15th of Av and on, from tomorrow night and on, if you add more Torah to your day, to your night, Hashem will add life to your life. You'll live longer. That's what you'll you live longer. You have more life in your life. Hashem should bless us all to have more life in our life and also bring more life to your wife and she to you by paying attention and listening until we shall come to the coming of Mashiach, which is the light of 15th of Av, is the holiday of the light of Mashiach. When Hashem shines in the world, this light, we should see it not just as a light, but physically. We should go to Shalayim with Mashiach Zakein and Mokar and Mamash. The Chaim.